Welcome to the Nole Family Podcast, dedicated to Novak Djokovic, a tennis champion, philanthropist, humanitarian, and all-around good guy and role model. And of course, to the Nole Family, the legions of Novak fans across the world who share his accomplishments both on and off the court, uh, across the world and across social media, and support him on and off the court. Uh, we come to you one week removed from Novak's historic Wimbledon championship, of course, going to a fifth set tiebreak, winning over one of his rivals, uh, Roger Federer. And certainly this was a special match for Novak Djokovic fans and for all fans of tennis. Um, it, number one, I think it really pointed out to, to people even beyond the tennis world what a mental warrior that Novak is. And I think here, especially in the U.S., where you get very limited coverage of the men's tennis, um, you know, there's not a really dominant men's tennis player right now in the game from the U.S., so you don't get as much coverage. But I think even... Even the general sports broadcasting media in the U.S. to at least gave this some coverage because I think they realized how special a match this was and are starting to realize how special an athlete he is in terms of his performance in clutch situations coming back from those two match points once again in a big match such as this. Um, you look at the crowd, the things that Novak had to fight, the crowd, uh, he had to tr try to keep his emotions in check, something that he said he consciously made a decision to do prior to this match. So as not to give any of the Roger Federer fans fuel to get more riled up in this match. He tried to keep his emotions pretty much in check with a few exceptions. Uh, he obviously won around the big points. He won match points and came back um, and won. He was, you know, it's also difficult sometimes when you know that you're not at your best to continue to battle and to get to a situation where you can put yourself in a situation to win. That can be mentally taxing, as, as Novak said. He was, this was one of the most mentally draining matches he's ever played. And a lot of times it's because you know you're not at your best. It's really a battle just to stay in the match, much, much less to win it. And, of course, he had break points at 11, point, 11 all after two challenges. You know, two challenges that were lost by Novak or, or won by Roger. Uh, at 11 all, um, he lost those challenges to set up break points. And that can be very, very, very taxing. Sometimes when you lose those challenges, you start to think, maybe this isn't my day. The breaks are not going my way. But to, to continue to, to battle through that and to win that game was really impressive to me because, you know, it, without winning that game, uh, that might not have even got to a tie break in the fifth set. I think he has set himself up in the minds of the of those who follow sports and follow tennis as one of the greatest clutch athletes of all time across any sport. And I think that's becoming readily apparent to all. Um, you know, there's this been this narrative out there that Roger played better or he deserved to win. I think number one, you have to say, in these Grand Slam matches, the only person that deserves to win is the person that wins three sets. That's how, plain and simple how it is in the in those Grand Slam matches. Um, and again, if you look at that point differential, you know, 14-point differential for Roger across this match, some 400 points, he wins 214, uh, excuse me, 218 to 204. And, uh, you know, again, all that point differential came in that second set where it was 26 to 12 in favor of Roger. So really, those other four sets were dead even. Really, the differential just came from that second set. So I think there are some out there that had the perception that Roger, you know, his 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 point differential or his dominance in this match it, it, to some extent was is overstated because a lot of times Roger's hitting winners when he wins his point or wi winning fancy points at the nets. But I think Novak clearly was the more consistent and the more steady player in this match. Also, you look at the number of matches in, in their careers where they have had match points to win but gone on to lose the match. It, you know, it's a very rare occurrence for Novak. Three times it's happened in his career. Only eight for Nadal. But you look at Roger... Somewhere between 22 and 24 times in his career. I saw a couple different reports on social media 
Uh, 20, somebody said 22, and then I saw somebody cor- say they corrected that and did the research. It's really 24. But anyway, it's, it's, it's at least three to se- three to eight, uh, seven to eight times as many times as it's happened to, to Novak. So you look at guys, how are they in the clutch? And I think there's certainly something special about, about Novak and maybe something not so special about Roger in those situations. Um, the quality of the match, you know, there's those who said the quality of the match wasn't really great. It was just memorable because it was a long match and it went to that fifth set tie break. But I think this, the, the match, first of all, we set such a high standard for these two guys. So I think it's really, it's hard to live up to that standard that we, that we set for these guys and we expect when these guys meet. But I think the, the quality of the tennis was a lot higher than folks are giving it credit for. Also, I think you have to give some concession for the magnitude of the moment and the pressure that was on both of these guys in this, in this instance. There was so much at stake here in that greatest of all time debate because there's, you know, once these guys get later in their career, there are fewer and fewer chances for them to win championships and fewer and fewer for them chances for them to face off head to head. So I think there was a lot riding on this championship, and I think you have to give some concession to these guys for the the pressure they were under in this moment. But I will say Novak's, you know, his backhand was solid throughout. It was his most uh, reliable weapon here. It was really steady and rock solid in those rallies, even on some difficult low balls, difficult balls to handle. And, of course, I think that clutch winner at 5-3 in the tie break in the fifth set uh, was certainly maybe the biggest point of the match. I think if he loses that one, Roger's still in the tie break. But having won that one and set up a, a 6-3 lead, I think that really the tea leaves were, were there to be read at that point. I, I think there was very little chance that Roger could come back. Um, Novak throughout this match, some of the things that were challenges, he had difficulties with his return of serve. Even on his Roger's second serve, he had trouble reading the serve and getting good. You know, the returns that we expect out of Novak, one of the, obviously the, we think the greatest return of serve of, of all time in this game. But even when, when Roger was struggling on his serve down maybe love 15 or 15-30 or love 30, Novak had a hard time getting, getting, you know, getting to break points in this match even when, he was, when Roger was down on his serve. Also, I think uh, Novak's first serve percentage was really low early in the match. Now, it improved. I think over the course of this match, both his return of serve and his serve improved throughout. So I think later in the, in the fourth set and into the fifth set, Novak was a lot better. And certainly in the big points in the match, he was outstanding. And of course, a zero unforced errors in the tie break. So he was rock steady in the biggest moments of this match. Um, I think the celebration, uh, Novak, was certainly fitting. I think uh, the celebration of his, his traditional uh, tasting of the grass after winning and also, you know, n- not really acknowledging the fans who were very one-sided toward Roger in this match. I think, uh, not, you know, his typical celebration of giving his heart to all four sides of the, of the court um, would have been a little bit awkward at this point, the way they were, they were focused on Roger. But I think, you know, giving his love to his tennis mentor, pointing to the sky and also pointing to his box and to his parents, those who have been behind him all the time. Um, and in terms of going back to that greatest of all time debate again, now Novak is 4-1 against Roger in Grand Slam Finals. He's 3-0 here at Wimbledon. So if you, if you like to make the case that, that Roger is the greatest of all time at Wimbledon on grass, you can certainly look to those head-to-head matchups and say maybe, maybe not so much. Um, Novak is 26-22 and 22 against Roger. So starting to build a, a little bit of a lead in that, great, in that head-to-head all-time race. He is 10-2 in his last 12 Grand Slams, so certainly been dominant in his last dozen Grand Slam finals. Um, you look at Roger also, if you look at his record against Nadal and, and Djokovic, um, he's 4-10 and 10 against them in Grand Slam finals and 10-20 and 20 overall in Grand Slams. Roger is 16-1 and 1 against all others in Grand Slam finals, so it certainly gives credence to this argument that Roger really built his, his reputation as one of the greats of all time 
before Novak and Nadal really came into their own and became really challenges to 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 Roger. Um, you look at uh, again third time that that Novak has beaten Roger after saving two match points. You know he, he really has had the mental edge going back to those those 2010 and 2011 Grand Slam semifinals at the U.S. Open where he he accomplished that feat as well. Uh, Novak has won five straight overall, and he's nine and two in his last eleven against Roger. So again, in the more recent uh, head-to-heads, he's been very, very dominant, and he is now sixteen and nine in all Grand Slam finals. Again, on a 10, 10 and two run over the last twelve, so he's really turned that record around. Um, if you look at uh, going set by set, of course, uh, the first set goes to to Novak in a tie break. He, he faced a couple of touchy moments. Um, one in he's serving at one two, he saved a break point, and in a game that went to four deuces. Also at four or five and love thirty, he came up with some big serves to hold on in that game. Could have been again that could have been a, a game deciding. Um, uh, that game could have decided the set without getting to a tie break, but Novak was able to hold on and come back from that love thirty deficit and win that that game and force a tie break eventually. Um, in the tie break again, it was a, a tie break of runs. Rough, uh, Roger Federer one zero and then Novak winning three straight to get to three one. Uh, Roger getting four straight to get to 5-3, and then Novak winning 7-5. And again, you go to tiebreak, down 1-0. Novak won a 21-shot rally with some great defensive tennis and forced an an error eventually for Federer. I think that was a big point because, again, if if he doesn't win that point, that 3-0 lead, uh, you know, the 5-3 lead, rather, that that Roger Federer had could have been a a 6-2 lead instead. So it, it could have been very pivotal. But again, winning that point and getting that 3-1 lead before Roger made his run of four straight points was critical. Um, with Roger serving 5-3, um, he makes a forehand unforced error. So a big break, mini break there for, for Novak. And at 5-all, I think a big point there, you know, Novak uses the body serve, something he would use very much, very well in this match. I think I heard saw one stat that he was 8 of 10 on body serves to, to Roger. You don't see it as much in the tennis game anymore, but I think in critical points he would use that very well. And then, of course, with Roger serving at 6-5, uh, Novak gets a solid center return and eventually a backhand error by Roger for the set. So Novak, again, this, this tiebreak was more well contested. I think Roger was in this one to a greater extent than the next two. But Novak winning this one, I think, really put even more pressure on Roger in those third and fifth set tiebreaks because he knew that, that, that Novak kind of had the edge in the tiebreak. Um, the second set, the best, you know, there weren't a lot of questions of, of Novak in the press conferences. I was a little bit curious what he had to say about the second set, but the best I could, I could acknowledge, you know, I think Novak, once he got down a break or two, um, in the second set, I think really just kind of used that, that set to regroup and get his focus back and save, conserve some energy for the third set. I think the way that, you know, that, uh, Roger was serving and the, the, the struggles that Novak had, um, returning his serve, I think he knew it was like very unlikely that he was going to come back from a two, you know, break deficit in that set. So moving on to the third set, um, Federer served first in this set. I think again, some, some, uh, some key points in this match, in this set, um, early on in the set, again, Novak still kind of had the hangover from the second set. So he's trying to get his rhythm back. I think, uh, serving at one, two, uh, in the second, in the third set, uh, Novak won a 21-shot rally, and I think that long rally really helped him settle back in and get his footing back into the match. And uh, and I think from there it was pretty pretty you know competitive set. Um, Roger Federer when he served at uh, at four all, he got behind 15-30, but he won three straight points to hold on to that game. So uh, again, an opportunity lost for Novak to maybe get out in front of that one and, and force some break points. 
Um, one of the key moments of the match, I think, with Novak serving 4-5, 30-30 all, um, Roger hit a great backhand, uh, sort of, you know, half volley after a long rally to win it and set up a break point and a set point, of course. And uh, But Novak hits, you know, again, a deep serve to Roger Federer, hits, hits a backhand wide, gets it back to Deuce, and Novak was able to win that one. So, again, at 4-5, the break point would have been set point. Again, down two, two sets to one would have been difficult for Novak at that point. Not to say he couldn't have done it, but would have been an uphill battle. And holding on there and, and winning that point. And again, winning the big points to just to get to those, those tie breaks, I think, was huge. Um, you know, so again, going to the, to the tie break in the third set, um, you know, there was a miss hit by Roger Federer on a backhand, you know, first point. So Novak gets an early mini break again and puts the pressure on Roger. Um, Roger hits one, hit a ball long and kind of smashes the ball after the point. So I think you could see the frustration building in Roger. He hits a hits one ball long, it goes down 0-2 to Novak. And when he's it's time to hit for him to hit the balls back across the net, he kind of flung one in, in, in frustration. Um, then a backhand wide for Roger gets it to 3-0. Um, and I think you know serving at 4-1, uh, Novak um, you know, he, he, he showed a little bit of emotion for the first time, I think, in, the, in, this, in this match. Um, with him serving 4-1, he, he, he rips a backhand and forces a backhand long by Roger. And you can see the big thump, pump fist as he goes to 5-1 before they do that crossover. It was a long rally. Uh, Roger hits one long, and I think Novak knew at that point at 5-1 the tie break was his. Now, to Roger's credit, he gets it back to 5-4, so he wins the next three points in, in, in succession and gets back into the tie break, so puts some pressure back on Novak. But with Novak serving um, at 5-4, Roger goes for a backhand slice drop shot and misses wide. He challenges the point, but it is confirmed, and that makes it 6-4, of course. And then with uh, at 6-4, a backhand into the corner on a short ball, and uh, Roger hits a a, uh, the, the passing shot in backhand, uh, he hits it into the net. So I think uh, at that point, 7-4, of course, and up two sets to one. So, again, dominant the first six points of that tie break, building a 5-1 lead and then holding it from there. Um, in the fourth set, I think you know, it was competitive until Novak got those, those couple of breaks. I think Roger at 0-1 at 15-30 was able to come back and win that game. Uh, Novak served first, of course, in the fourth set. Um, at 1-2, one, two, one, two, Roger went to Deuce, but he was able to hold on there. And then Novak at 2-all, uh, um, double fault to 15-30, so that was critical. And then uh, Novak forehand misses the baseline after a challenge, gets it to 15-40, so uh, Roger gets the break. And again, it ends up 2-4 and then 2-5 with the second break. Um, now, Novak was able to get one of those breaks back, so I think that really helped him. He helped his confidence building toward that fifth set where he would need two breaks of serve. But I think later in the match, getting later in the fourth set, it was the first time Novak had broken, and I think that really helped, helped his confidence uh, and its return of serve late in the, in the match because I think that was critical leading into the fifth set. So, of course, that critical fifth set, um, Novak serves first here. Um, you know, 1-1, one, one, he double faults to love 15, could have been a trouble spot, but again, he uses that body serve at 30-30 to get it to 40-30 and holds on for that game. So again, kind of back and forth. Now, the first critical point of the, of the fifth set, Novak uh, gets that first break. So again, he's 2-2, uh, two, two. Um, up 40 love, he loses three straight to, to get to deuce, but um, a big serve winner. Um, gets him, helps him win that game and gets up 3-2. Now, Roger serving 2-3. That's when the break came, of course. 
15-30, he hits a backhand long, gets it to 15-40 for the second game in a row. And this time, Novak, um, he missed the return on the first break point, but at 30-40, he hits a big backhand cross-court pass to win that, that break point. The first break of the match for Novak, he goes up 4-2. I certainly thought maybe Novak, it was time for Novak to take, really take it, control of this match and you know getting that first break or the second break but the first time he was up a break in a set and I uh, got it to 4-2 but of course Roger came right back and get, gets the break back against uh, against Novak. Novak got a little sloppy in that service game um, and again that uh, at 3-4 Roger serving uh, gets it back to 4-all and then again eventually 5-all. Um, Roger serving at 5-6 had a couple deuces in his game but holds on for that one but again it went finally the the, the big Critical points in this match at 7-all, Novak, 30-15, um, and then 30-30. He hits a forehand wide to get the 30-40. Um, and then he came to the net on a short ball but didn't hit a great approach, and, and Roger hit that passing shot for the cross-court uh, forehand winner. And then, of course, just it, it, the amazing game uh, at 7-8, at uh, you know, Novak trying to break serve. Um, Roger serving gets up. 50, it gets to 15-all. He hits two big booming serves. Uh, to get to 40-15. I mentioned also on social media that, you know, if you look at the shadows were over the court at that time, so it was it was half sh shade and half sunlight. That makes it very difficult in the return of serve. Um, on the first return of serve, uh, Novak is able to, you know, get a pretty good return of serve on, the, on Roger's second serve, hits it deep in the baseline, and Roger tries to run behind that, that forehand slice and hits it wide. So I think there was kind of a... There was kind of a gasp among the fans and among Roger, maybe. Once he lost that first, that first match point, you know, oh, no, here we go again. And Novak, of course, this will be a historic shot remembered for all time. But uh, Novak, on the first serve, gets it back in play a little bit short. Roger decides to, to make an approach and come to the net. Didn't get it quite as deep as he is, 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 and as far into the corner as he really needed to. But, you know, credit Novak for making such a split decision uh, uh, decision to hit that cross-court passing shot. He really had to take that ball early to get it past Roger, and he really did hit a fantastic shot and got it back to Deuce, and of course wins the next two points to keep it on serve. Um, and so from that point on, we were on serve, and we got it eventually to a to a tie break. And again, I think uh, one of the critical games when it was 11-all, Novak wins 40-love. 40 40-love, uh, 40 he's up. He loses the next four points, one of those, the last of those points on a challenge. So eventually, uh, Roger would get two break points in that game, both set up by challenges, but Novak, again, the mental toughness to work through those, those challenges lost to save that game to get to 12-11. At that point, he knew, worst-case scenario, even if Roger holds, then he's going to a tiebreak. So once they got to the tiebreak, I think Novak's confidence was really solid, of course, because he's, again, he's, uh, he's won two tiebreaks already, and I think the pressure, to a large extent, was on was on Roger having lost those two match points. Um, you know, Novak, of course, he got up up in this tie break as well. Um, Roger served at one all, hit a big forehand return low. Uh, Novak did. He hit a big forehand return low. And Roger tries again that half volley. He hits it wide for a mini break, and I think that was a frustrating point where he realized this is getting away from him. And that was made it 2-1 Novak. That was a big point because Roger had consistently come to the net and hit tough shot after tough shot for winners, um, little volleys, what have you. But um, this one went wide, and I think a lot of that was set up by the fact that, that Novak's return was so solid and so low to the ground and had a lot of pace on it. 
And so losing that when you know, a lot of pe people looked at that and said, wow, this is a shot that Roger's been hitting all day. And these winners, even these tough volleys and half volleys, he's been hitting all day. But this one goes wide. And, of course, Novak gets it to 4-1. Um, now, credit to Roger. You know, he holds the next two points on serve to get to 3-4. So he gets back in it. So a lot of pressure goes back over to Novak serving 4-3. If, uh, if Roger gets a mini break there, they're back on serve, and he's still in the, in the tie break. But two fantastic points for Novak right here. Um, the first serve, a big first serve. He pounces on the short ball and hits a clean forehand winner to get to 5-3. And then, of course, uh, that, that historic point, um, maybe the greatest of the match. Um, you look at there was a long rally, backhand to backhand. Uh, eventually, Roger starts running around the backhand to get to the forehand, hit that forehand slice. And Novak, after peppering the backhand, or have to hit the backhand after backhand and to cross court into the corner, he measures one up down the line and hits a clear winner right into the corner. Just a beautiful backhand. The one weapon, again, I mentioned that Novak had, had used throughout the match that was successful, uh, was successful once again here. So, of course, uh, Novak comes out the winner in the tie break after that uh, winning the next point. Well, there was one point that was challenged and it was played over, but of course, Novak wins on the miss hit by by Roger, 7-3 uh, in that tie break. So, again, this is exciting time for, for Novak fans. Now, four or five, once again, uh, the four for the last five majors, with the exception of the French Open, and even there getting to the semis, quite a run he is on. He will certainly be the favorite at the U.S. Open. It will be interesting to see how Roger bounces back after this loss. Kind of a devastating loss for him, uh, again, late in his career. You know, it's been a little bit of a drought now, again, for Roger since those that, that run of three majors in in, uh, in a, you know, 18 months or so where he came back and went, got from 17 to 20 grand slams. But, uh, the, again, the clock's running out a little bit. He'll be 38 years old coming up, and uh, it, it's, it's hard, to, hard to gauge how he will react to this. So certainly he'll try to put this behind him. But this was a tough loss for Roger, and he certainly, he certainly noted that. Um, for Novak, obviously he'll take some time off. Uh, we would certainly expect to see him in Cincinnati prior to the, the U.S. Open. Uh, we'll see where he plays next. But... Uh, it's good times for Novak fans. Again, uh, this, I think, paints him in a different light in this greatest of all time debate. And certainly this would have been a tough loss for Novak. Uh, that would have put the Grand Slam race of all, you know, all time Grand Slam race at 21 to 15. Would have made it a little bit tougher to win six, you know, to win six uh, Grand Slams after the age of 32 or at the age of 32 and beyond. Um, that's a, a tall order. But now having this dominant run, continuing to play well, Continuing to set up his game for the majors, I think, is, is critical. He will certainly continue to, to point toward the majors as the, as the big matches and, and revolve his schedule around those majors and trying to win those. Um, again, one of the great clutch performances of all time and one of the epic matches of all time, whether it's Wimbledon or beyond. And it's, it, certainly is a, a, uh, it certainly is a joy, a pleasure to, to, be able to, to be at a point in their careers where any of the times where these three guys meet up, it could be historic, and it certainly was. I think if you look at the, the semi that Rafa and Novak played last year, it was certainly historic, one of the great Wimbledon matches of all time, and you look at this one as well. Um, I think anytime these guys meet, it has the potential to be historic as, as this one was. So great times. It's a pleasure to cover it. Again, thanks to all the Nole family for sharing that information across, across social media, all the pictures, all the, the press and the coverage. Um, and I would tell the Nole family once again, don't get too worked up over these, these the, the naysayers, the Roger fans who get, get kind of nasty on social media or, the, or the, the media who really isn't fair to Novak at times. I think, uh, 
you know, look beyond that. Look to the positives. I think Novak's all about positivity, and I wouldn't let that get to you. It's, it's good times for us. Stay, take the high road and stay positive. So with that, we'll wrap up this podcast. Again, congratulations to, to Novak and to all the Nilde family. This is good times for us, and, uh, and it's certainly a, a win that we can relish for a long, long time. So we'll be back on coverage as we get to the hard court season, covering the U.S. Open and, and the proceedings leading up to that. But until then, have a great day.